How our D&D session blew my level 16 players' minds. Our D&D session just ended. My heart is still pounding. To understand the big reveal from tonight, you'll need a little context. Let me introduce you to our party. We have a cleric, a rogue, and a druid. Over the course of levels 13 and 14, we embarked on a challenging quest. Our mission was to guide a group of ordinary folks through a spooky forest that was under the control of a coven of night hags. These hags were quite menacing. They would haunt people's dreams, try to corrupt them with evil, and even steal their souls. They were truly terrifying beings. As our party ventured deeper into the forest, our primary goal was to guide the commoners to safety, while also trying to uncover the location of a sinister group known as the Fire Cultists. The hags were more of a side issue, but they turned out to be the scariest part of our campaign thus far. You see, in that eerie forest, the commoners would mysteriously disappear, and we as the party members would occasionally find ourselves trapped in waking nightmares. Finally, after a series of treacherous encounters and harrowing battles, we located the hag's underground lair. Filled with zombies and a summoned bodak, it was a place of true horror. We managed to defeat two of the hags, forcing the surviving one to flee. However, as the hag made her escape, she left us with a chilling parting message. She claimed to have delved into our minds, discovering our deepest fears and greatest desires. She swore that one day she would take those very things from us. Then, in an instant, she disappeared through a mysterious planar shift. Her words left us feeling incredibly paranoid in the sessions that followed. In the following sessions we were constantly on guard, waiting for the hag to strike. Every shadow seemed to hold a hidden threat, and we questioned the loyalty of every ally. But as time went on and the hag failed to reappear, we gradually let our guard down. The forest began to heal in the absence of the hags, and we managed to find the MacGuffin we were after and escape before the fire cultists arrived. Now let's fast forward to tonight's session. Our party has reached level 16, marking a significant milestone in our journey. We have recently emerged victorious against a fearsome dragon and two powerful vampires. They've forgotten all about the hags. During this downtime, the druid retreated to her woodland stronghold to commune with nature, while the rogue and cleric ventured into a bustling city to run errands. Little did we know that this seemingly ordinary day would mark the beginning of a new chapter in our adventure. Our party had garnered a few loyal allies along the way, and it was through one of these allies that we received unsettling news. The cleric's former superior officer, a real pervert from her mercenary days, had been causing trouble at a local tavern. To make matters worse, he had been spreading malicious rumors about the cleric. It seemed like a relatively minor issue, one that could be resolved through a simple conversation. The rogue and cleric brushed it off, thinking they could talk some sense into the captain. To gather more information about the situation, the rogue and cleric discreetly approached the tavern. They roughed up a few locals, hoping to learn the whereabouts of the captain. Eventually, they discovered that the captain had locked himself in his room at the inn, where he had been cooped up for days with some hooker. Undeterred, the rogue and cleric devised a plan. They sneak up to the balcony outside the captain's room. Peering through the window, the cleric suddenly bursts into the room and is confronted by a young dwarf woman, apparently a prostitute, who says the captain will be back soon. The room fell silent as the cleric and the woman locked eyes. It was then that she spoke, her words dripping with a mix of melancholy and menace. She claimed that her encounter with the captain was no mere coincidence. It was destiny that had brought them together. She makes small talk while she's dressed and ready to leave, eventually saying, It's destiny that brought me and the captain together, after he lost so much, and I lost everything. And it's destiny that after I lost my sister's cleric's name, 
that you would come here after the captain to lose everything yourself. The player's eyes widened as they realized the significance of her mention of sisters. In that fleeting moment, the dwarf woman went back to her true form for an instant. Before anyone could react, she turned ethereal, and the corpse of the captain materialized on the bed. The room seemed to spin as the rogue on the balcony spotted a figure on a nearby roof, a fire cultist, the architect of this devastating revelation. With no time to process the shock, the fire cultist unleashed a powerful spell called Meteor Swarm upon the tavern. The building trembled and groaned as fiery orbs rained down upon it, reducing everything in their path to ashes. Chaos erupted as the structure crumbled, trapping our party within its crumbling walls. By some miraculous stroke of luck, the rogue managed to evade the worst of the onslaught taking zero damage, escaping with barely a scratch. But the cleric, caught in the heart of the devastation, suffered a direct hit, taking triple digits. The force of the explosion sent her flying, and she laid crumpled on the ground, battered and nearly unconscious. Undeterred by the destruction surrounding them, the remaining members of our party sprang into action. Amidst the debris and flames, they confronted the night hag who had revealed her true nature. With a summoned fiend by her side, she fought back with a ferocity that matched the inferno around them. They battled the last night hag and her summoned fiend in the burning wreckage, and survived by pulling off some incredible moves in magic. The night hag and her summoned fiend were defeated, vanquished amidst the burning wreckage of the collapsing tavern. The survivors stood amidst the ashes, their bodies battered but their spirits unbroken. The party came to realize that this encounter had marked the culmination of a long-standing piece of our collective backstory. It was an important chapter that had remained unfinished since our adventures at level 13. The unfinished business that had haunted us was finally laid to rest. The hag's ability to manipulate events and orchestrate a surprise attack through her alliance with the fire cultist showcased a level of cunning that left us awestruck. Their devastating use of ninth level magic spells caught us completely off guard. We were blown away by the hag's appearance and the shocking revelation of the captain's demise. Our journey into tier 4 play had truly begun, and the stakes had never been higher. Amidst the aftermath, the cleric's players spoke up, likening the excitement of this revelation to the iconic plot twist in The Empire Strikes Back. I don't know about that, but I normally have an awful poker face, so I'm just delighted they were taken by surprise, and loved the outcome. The blend of shock, awe, and delight that painted their faces was a reward in itself. Story number two. What happens when your BBEG gets discovered too early in the campaign? This cleric. This is a bit different from what I usually see here because I typically turn my D&D sessions into short writing exercises. Hopefully it's not too long for you guys. The cleric has been harassing the BBEG with the sending spell since they met him early on. The cleric was completely unanswered every time he did it. Until this time. The cozy warmth of the local tavern, with its worn tables and ambient hum of chatter, was the current refuge of the motley group of adventurers known as Bad Company. Seated around a sturdy wooden table, laden with half-eaten meals and mugs of frothy ale, the group was the picture of exhausted camaraderie. Castor, preparing to cast another round of his now infamous sending spell, had a determined glint in his eyes. Are you sure he can hear these messages? Lyra asked, an edge of anticipation in her voice. Alfred smirked, leaning back in his chair. If anyone can get under Kothmal's skin, it's Castor. Zar burst into a laugh. It's like poking a bear with a stick. Normally bad idea, but this bear has it coming. Zoe prepared magic spells in her tome. Can't wait to hear what you've got for him this time, Castor. Bevan jumped in, gesturing towards the stale bread on the table. Don't forget this disappointing dinner. Definitely a Kothmal move. And the watered-down ale, 
classic dark elf trickery, Narita chimed in, a playful grin on her face. Castor rolled his eyes at his companions. He raised his hands, murmuring the incantations of the sending spell. Kath Maul, this is Castor. You've crossed a line now. I can deal with your machinations, your evil plots, but stealing the last slice of boar pie at the tavern? That's unforgivable. I know it was you. I can feel your dark energy on the crumbs. Even if you weren't there, you somehow orchestrated it, I'm sure. Mark my words, Kath Maul. This injustice shall not stand. You'll pay for your heinous pie crimes. Cast her out. He then opens his one eye, glancing around at his comrades. He'll think twice before messing with our food again. A ripple of laughter spread around the table as he blamed Kath Maul for the evening's minor inconveniences. As the laughter filled the tavern, Castor's latest message traveled unseen, reaching its unintended recipient. Little did they know, Kath Maul was not only listening, but also preparing a response. With an icy, almost ethereal chill, Castor's mind suddenly fills with the cold, sharp voice of Kath Maul. Enough, cleric, he hisses, his voice echoing in the silence of Castor's mind. Your ceaseless prattle is as irritating as it is irrelevant. Your minor inconveniences are not my doing, despite your amusingly relentless insistence. Do you truly believe I have the time or interest to interfere with your pitiful meals? There's a pause, and when Kath Maul speaks again, there's an unmistakable undercurrent of threat in his words. Your meddling in matters that are far beyond your comprehension ends now, Castor. Cease these petty accusations. Cease this incessant hate mail. I am Kath Maul, the end of your world, not some common pickpocket. You and your lot are merely gnats buzzing in my ear. Know your place. Bevan glanced nervously at the other's eyes wide. Did, did you all hear that? Zar broke the silence by laughing. The big bad dark elf has had enough of our cleric's messages. Did you get under his skin? And just like that, the atmosphere in the tavern lightened again. The party, united by yet another shared experience, continued their meal, their bonds strengthened by the unexpected response from their common enemy. Some of the greatest twists in D&D history. Please share your stories with a brilliant twist in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.